Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky, and this week I am joined with Jonathan Lee. Hello everyone. And Chris Apple. Hey. Just the three of us this week, but we're going to go into a little bit of discussion of we haven't really gotten any kind of confirmation from FFG of points are going to be dropped. We're all kind of speculating that they will um, in like the June range we're kind of expecting it to be june 6 when the n1 and the hyena come out so hopefully that is true and ffg doesn't disappoint us but we're going to do a little bit of speculating on what we think about like what is going to increase what's going to decrease all that stuff and then we're going to go into our hyena bomber uh re- just the first thoughts of what we think about all this stuff and go down the list but first thing we would do is our shout outs uh first thing OCX, congratulations on your 100th episode. Uh, you guys are great. Yeah, I know you shouted out a couple times to us, so we want to extend that shout out back. Congratulations. You guys do a great job out there. I know you have a lot of followers, so uh, good job. I can't believe they made it to 100 oh. episodes. With all the drinking they do, it's just surprising. It's it's not a bad thing, I guess. Uh, they, they, but they yeah, definitely made it. So, Coach, <laughs> Gang, Ryan... Great job. Um, next, Duncan is on his third trial win with Malduku. So he is now three out of the seven that he wants to uh, complete doing the whole circuit, making cut with all seven factions. It looks like he might do win a system, or not system, open a regional with all seven factions. So congrats so again. So he did, the first one was uh, Vader, Suntir, Vermeil, right? Yep. And then he destroyed red caps with with han and and now Malduku. so he has first order and uh scum and resistance right to, to work through and then i guess uh he's, you know i don't know if he's if he's given a look to republic yet that should be interesting i mean well we got the points right around the corner so maybe he like kind of knew he could be able to do this with those three factions and then hopefully with the points coming around like Maybe Scum's going to get a big buff, and he can look there. So, cool. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Jonathan, you got anything? Uh, I'd like to shout out... Um... No, actually, I don't. Oh. Yeah, sorry. We, we, we shouted out Ken for you last week, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so, let's jump right into this. Uh, Chris, you want to take over with the what we've experienced so far in this first points adjustment sure so i i I think we could start with like upgrades and we're nothing really detailed that we have for this this episode right like i'm literally just pulling up uh meta wing and then filtering it to hyperspace or extended for ships upgrades pilots kind of thing um i'm more more interested in sort of things that might decrease than i am things that will increase so it's it's just you know kind of getting a sense of uh, stuff that we think definitely will come down in cost that type of deal. Um, so I thought we could start with upgrades, just just kind of recapping what the the very like what Meta Wing defines as the least used or the worst upgrades. Um, so just just a general question: What do you think is the least used upgrade in the game? So I said static discharge veins because nobody I've never seen that on the table. In hyperspace, at least. Yeah, so Metal Wing says that's 150 out of 152. So super Ooh. close. Super, huh. super close. 
Hmm. Um, and I, it, all, all, all I'm doing here is I've just got uh, you know just a general filter on on from wave three to today on there so it has it has ranked actually um kylo ren is as the, the worst upgrade <laughs> <laughs> oh man is he hyperspace legal uh, yeah yeah, yeah wow. he's uh I, I no one i guess has put snoke and kylo on on one ship that's it's interesting multiple dials went from uh being basically like a staple in first edition to hardly ever used yeah I forgot. And then he was the way Metawing does it is it's all weighted, right? So this isn't that it was never used. It's just kind of like sure. based on Metawing's formula. So then right above that is actually, uh, it looks like Scum Chewbacca. Sorry, huh. Chewie. Oh, I couldn't even tell you what Scum Chewbacca does. Uh, at the start of the end phase, you can spend one focus token to repair one of your face up damage cards. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Chewie. Um, yeah, so I mean, we're not going to read like MetaWing, but what I thought would be interesting is just maybe to pick an upgrade or two that we think may come down in cost, right? Um, and then just just kind of talk about how that might fit into the game at a, at a certain price point. So, you want to you want to lead off with that? I know you had one. Sure. So I'm going to lead off, and I know this is probably controversial, but I have a feeling Trajectory Simulator is going to get a points uh, decrease. Um, With the Hyena Bombers and the Star Fortresses basically being hyperspace, might be hyperspace staples coming up, they kind of rely on this. And with the new bomb coming out, I think 10 points was a little bit of an overkill for that. And I mean, I don't think it's going to go back down to what was it? Three points before. Like I'm thinking it might go down to like five points, but uh, these ships seem like they are going to rely on this upgrade. And if they make that completely unplayable, these ships are basically dead in the water. Like, I mean, granted, we don't know the upgrade slots that the hyena is, but I mean, the Star Fortress. We got... we have that. So, so we have we have a lot of the upgrades for hyena to find. But I'm with you on Star Fortress. Right, right, Go right. Ahead. So yeah, but I'm saying like um with, with the Star Fortress, like it got a points decrease this last adjustment, and all the toys kind of increased with or like, and it didn't really counter back to it. So like, I mean. Trajectory went up to 10 points. A blade of plating went up. And it was kind of like, these are the toys that it wants to play with. And when they basically point nukes them out of the water, it basically, the Star Fortress was just dead in the water to begin with. Like, all the toys that it could bring, you shouldn't bring because they just weren't worth the points. Um, So I am really kind of expecting that we will see Trajectory to go down a little bit. Because I will take it at 5 points on some of these ships and... Especially with these new bombs coming out, it makes just perfect sense. If it stays at 10, then it's there's something not wrong, but I think it's just bombs aren't going to be around. So is that something you'd be excited about, though? Like if that came down in cost, would you? does that make the game more interesting to you in some way? Or I it's mostly just about getting the resistance bomber on the table? Don't think excited is the right word. Um, I would be... Not for the bombs itself. I would be more excited that there is more variance. Like there's going to be different options. Um, that I going up against the table. I might see something like a Vader soon tier, or I might see a 
a bomber that is going to be chucking bombs at me. So like that kind of brings me like excited that I'm could see that across the table. Like me personally, I don't think I would ever do it. Um, unless like, I feel like flying Nim or something like that, which is probably a terrible idea. But that part excites me that to get a little bit more of a variance on the table. If that makes sense. No, it does. I, you know, it's, it's the kind of bombs are always on that fine line of like, how do they how do they implement them in a way that it is part of the meta and like and how much does FFG really want them to be relevant? Um, we could talk more about it when we get to the hyena stuff, but like, I just so far right in two point it really seems like they're actively trying to downplay the role of bombs in the game, and that that's like a that's not unintentional, right? Um, so so maybe the trajectory sim thing was an overreaction up to ten. I could see it coming down. It kind of makes sense. Yeah, like I think ten was way too high, but um, especially it was partly a reaction to Redline and Punishers at the time, yeah, though, right? Like right. they were they were making sure that the extended version of of kind of Punishers um, in all of its varieties, even though Advanced Sensors was the best, that I think they 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 punished the Resistant Bomber for the Resistance Bomber for the for Redlines and and Death Rain's kind of abilities. Right, and that kind of brings up the issue of like did by increasing trajectory simulator that much like was that the wrong call because now these other ships that do rely on it are have no use where you maybe just increase redline a little bit more and then drop these down a little bit um i think it's another situation for me though where i'm not convinced that bob you know the resistance finch dallow is 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 unplayable in its current state even at 10 bob Um, is like he should be played a little bit. Like I mean, I, I there's a couple ships that like I just look at and I'm like, why aren't people playing this? And right, um, it's, it's partly because of the faction, right? Like I mean, why would you run that when you can run eight wings and resistance? Yeah, right? sure. Like, that, that may be why, but I, you know, it, that's where what you're describing leads, though, right? Like what you're describing puts Bob on the table, right? Um, which people, you know, maybe maybe that's. I mean, it's okay for us to jump ahead a little bit, right? Like, the Resistance Bomber is very poorly ranked in hyperspace, right? It's out of 33 ships, it's 28th. So a combination of a point decrease to that and Trajectory Sim, I can, and I'd I'd be fairly sure, plus new crew with that crazy shuttle. Right. Yeah, that'd put it front and center. Right, so... Again, I think that's just something to keep your eyes out on is Trajectory Simulator, definitely, if that gets a point decrease, I would keep an eye out for those bombers. Um, But yeah, let's move on to Jonathan. Did you want to take one? Um, So I was thinking, I was looking at the uh, list of upgrades and I was looking in uh, Yasby and I was thinking... Of ion torpedoes, so ion torpedoes, and, and my thought was, you know, in on X wings and on anything that can carry torpedoes, the only thing we ever think about putting there is proton torpedoes, and it would be good to have like some alternatives in that slot. So I know that plasma torpedoes are coming, but I've never ever seen someone run ion torpedoes. Not that I want people to ion me, my uh, agility one ships with ion torpedoes, but it's one of the things I was looking at. And in addition to that, all many of the different missiles, you never see them. So I think 
I could see a lot of munitions getting a decrease, especially with like hyena bombers coming. That so so I I think part of the reason Ion doesn't get any play is the same reason that jamming beam is a terrible idea, right? Is it's like you skip a turn of doing damage, um, and, and like you don't have that many opportunities to shoot. So the mm-hmm. so Ion is a really interesting one because it's like, at what point cost would you give up the opportunity to do meaningful damage? It's it's currently six points, right? And so if, uh, if it hits, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's you basically convert. It's one damage, and you convert everything else to ion, right? Four that's, dice. That's correct. Um, so at least you still do one damage, I guess. I mean, uh, this is something that like it, it's one of those upgrades that like you might throw it on something completely silly, and then there's that one turn where an ace is just sitting at a board edge, waiting to do that one turn back in. And you're like, wait a second, I have an ion torpedo, but that will never happen because it's a waste of six points. But if that was down to like three points, that might be something I'd consider taking. So I think it's less the ion torpedo specifically, but just something as an alternative to proton torpedoes in that spot. Sure. Yeah, fair. Yeah. And we're gonna get we're getting plasma torps soon, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I I could see that actually coming down in cost too. I, I wonder where it would fit in and and how like it's funny with jamming beam, right? Because they had to go to zero to like get people to even talk about it, but no one uses it. <laughs> um, uh, I think jamming beam was a huge missed opportunity to add an action of jamming instead of making it an attack, like. Really? Yeah, if, if, if it was like a that range was, one in what? arc. No, if, if it was range one in arc to jam something as your action, that would not be a complete waste of points. Like, but the fact Yeah, that, that would be way more than zero, though, right? No, no, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not saying the zero would be there anymore, but um, yeah, no, the, the, there's it never in a world of X-Wing that that should be an attack. Uh, fair enough. So, so um, you, you basically... John, you kind of led into the, the missile concept, right? Which is, it feels like missiles might be due for for a change as well. Um, you know, torps, it's really limited. You basically, what, what are the options with torps? You just basically have ion or proton, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, or I guess you have advanced proton torps as well, oh, which okay. I can't imagine those coming down a cost. Are they? But they're are they? They're not hyperspace legal. They're not hyperspace legal yet. Um, those are super effective for what they are, but. Uh, so just jump into missiles, right? I, I guess, Andrew, you talked about concussion missiles in the past. Those have a use. They're functional. Yeah. So, you know, th- those having any point decrease, I could see that being valuable. Um, the one I have my eye on is, is Proton Rockets, just because I've talked about this in the past, but I, I love this card. It's so much fun. Um, but at seven points, it's kind of like, what are you doing with your life if, you, if you're putting seven points into a single shot, you know? Um so real quick with proton rockets, it's only you only need a focus to trigger to fire. and you have to be it is range right? one to two now, right? Yeah, it's range one to two, and you have to have it in bullseye and then focus to fire. Um, so things that can reposition plus focus, particularly things that can double reposition plus focus, really really benefit from it. Um, I put it like I put it on pretty much everything that can at least once. <laughs> um, just because I, I like bullseye mechanics, and it turns out that five dice attacks are, like, four dice attacks are, like, devastating in 2.0. Five dice attacks are pretty much catastrophic, right? Like, if you land a five dice attack, like, there was a reason, like, trick shot dash was such a problem, right? And part of it was sometimes that was more than four dice fully modified. 
Um, it was like ten dice. <laughs> it, well, it was ten dice, but one of the you know, like each of the shots could get up to that amount. It was crazy. Sure. So, the, I guess the point is that at seven points, I think the general general uh, feeling is that you know you're over investing in something that you may not be able to fire, even though I I almost always have a chance to use it, right? Like that's to me is sort of like people just kind of not knowing how the game works, right? Um, but but it being one shot only is where the seven points starts to feel bad. So maybe like there's this weird kind of point where it's it's super spammable and semi broken. Like four points feels like it would be way too low. Um, so I can't see it going below five points. No, and maybe maybe five to six is uh, is realistic. I think six because I mean you still get that range to even if it has to be in bullseye, which every once in a while someone does catch me off guard with it. Um, I I think six points might be reasonable. Fair. So, so like if that's if that's what it ends up being, right? Like that, I think at six points you're still debating. Like, do I want this or do I want, you know, just bid? Right. That, that's usually what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, but there's something to be said for sort of spike damage that is like proton torpedoes, right? Because there's two charges, also just make this seem like trash, right? Because you can, you don't need to get the bullseye requirement and you you know proton comes with two charges which is not talked about nearly enough like the fact that a proton torpedo is pretty much just a primary weapon upgrade um given how long games are and the amount of times you actually engage really justifies the 12 points um so like there's some ships though where i i don't want to say that proton rockets should scale because i'm not i don't want like protons to suddenly cost 10 points on vader but it's a hell of a lot easier to get a proton rocket off with Vader with afterburners. Sure. Uh, now I know I'm looking at your list here, and it's got like a lot of you're talking about Vader and quick draw, but I mean, like maybe do you think rockets is something that is focused more towards the lower initiative side of things? Like maybe like something like the Inquisitor tie. It's something there that you can just set up some kind of bullseye nets and yep. with just focusing like I, I think that might be the place that it should be in yeah so so I'll, I'll run through some of it we can talk to that because that's I, you know it's something that at, at you know at four points it would be crazy right because you yeah. could put it on a lot of ships and you could you could guarantee yourself that maybe one or two of those actually gets to fire um, so like just kind of running down the list of higher initiative things real quick though right um, I've run it on Kylo with hate and optics, um, with optics, it's super nice because you you kind of you definitely get some efficiency without having to target lock. Um, so having a five dice shot where you can focus, modify a blank and an eyeball um, is pretty serious. The problem with Kylo is that if you're going to get that focus, you have to choose between basically a boost or a roll into the focus. So you really have to dial and maneuver improperly. You don't get the chance to sort of like like soon tier just guarantee yourself the bullseye um with the boost and roll of course soon obviously doesn't it doesn't have a focus at the end of that um but either way it's it's good on kylo it's just the, the the issue again is you need to really set your dial properly so you only have to use one reposition and then thankfully once you do that you can you can double my modify it in a way with optics i i've run it on quick draw with basically fanatical and afterburners the problem with that it gets you up to like 70 points um which the best quick draw build is already 70 points with PA and FCS. Um, it, it's interesting on quick draw because it's sort of like the problem with quick draw is if you just don't get value out of him dying sometimes. So 
getting that five dice spike sort of makes that a little bit more reliable. Um, but, but it's hard to line up the bullseye. So then you get into other stuff, which is like Jake Farrell, Vader, possibly Poe, that can all double reposition to, to land the Brocket. Um, and I, I've had the most success with it with Vader, like just straight deleting ships. Because um, he can focus lock, it's just it's destructive. Um, and, and then on Jake, it sort of gives him an extra threat, which I'm, you know maybe we'll eventually start to see that, even at seven points. Yeah, I mean, that is something big. Um, I, I, Me personally, I don't know if that's something that I would necessarily try to trigger, though. Like, I feel like when I look at Prockets, I look at something like, did my bullseye land? Yes, it did. I'm shooting these. Like, um, But if other than that, like, I feel like I'm still trying to save as much mods for defense. So I don't know if... Prockets fits that role, if you get what I'm saying. So, like, with Vader, you have the force charge to lean back on. Yeah, no, it Probably would, initiative killing. Well, Vader makes definitely the most sense. Um, everything right. else, it just, like I said, it, it seems like one of those things that, like, I'm not trying to purposely trigger this, but if it happens, I'm going to punish you for Right, so with Jake, it's like, you know, having Prockets against the Rebel Beef matchups after Wedge is dead... It's it's really helpful because at that point you're moving after stuff and you can you can nuke like a U-wing right really easily. Um, but it's I, I hear what you're saying because spending that focus is even having the focus to spend even right at a lower initiative something's going to shoot you you might need to spend that just to survive. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I get that. Uh, you look at like resistance A-wings and then it's, it's even harder to use it. Like you, like I, I've messed with Prockets on Tally because. You know, at, at their ridiculous cheap cost, like you want to get a little bit more from them sometimes, and even then, it's just why not advanced optics is usually the correct decision. So, advanced optics at four points would a five point procket get you to consider throwing that on a resistance A wing, um, which at I five right will probably get to shoot even if it's you know taking some damage. Yeah. Um, Poe, I can't see any reason why you'd ever run it, and then you get into like all the goofy stuff. Um, like Talon Bane, even Oddball with the Torrent. The one you mentioned, uh, the Inquisitor. Grand Inquisitor is super good with it because it, with Supernatural, you can pretty much... You can roll focus. You can roll into a red focus, right? Do a blue maneuver, then boost, and then and then shoot your procket. Or you can do that, and then like without doing the boost at the end, take a lock. Um, so the, the Inquisitor, and this is a couple waves out, but if the Inquisitor comes down in cost substantially and Supernatural, for whatever reason, fits, and you can throw Prockets in there, that's a pretty savage way to run that ship. No, I, I definitely think so. Even those lower initiative, just the generic Inquisitors, like I, I think that's something, because you do have that one force charge that you could use to... Um, Chris, yeah, you could defend or... I mean, even if you you don't need to spend the focus to trigger it, you just have to. So you could spend the force to modify the attack and then still have you know that focus for defense. So I, I right. think that's something. I mean, if they do go down in price, that's something I would look at is the just the generic inquisitors with these uh, rockets, especially if they go down too. Yeah, maybe that maybe that's something that happens, and then I. Uh... You know, I don't think you're going to invest both Supernatural and Prockets into a generic Inquisitor, but 
you know, maybe there's some combination of points that makes that happen. Ted, that's um, right up Ted's alley. <laughs> <laughs> it is, right? I mean, Ted ran, didn't he run Vader and a, a couple Inquisitors up at uh, Toronto? Probably. That sounds like Ted's. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what the critical mass is of like lower initiative ships, though, where, with Prockets that you'd want to run. Like I've run HLC Seeks in the past, and like they definitely get it off. They definitely get the the heavy laser cannon shots off. Um, but like, can, can I can I interest you in six Rebel A wings with Prockets at lower initiative? Is that something you would run? Um, probably not. Like it, it's it, it would blow up some stuff, but it, it, I don't think people would kind of flock to it. Yeah. Um, all right. So, do we want to move on to the least used ships, or do we yeah, start speculating? No, we can do that. Sure. Um, I, I don't have too much more on the upgrades, other than Kylo was dead last, and that's funny. <laughs> um, what, one that's also oddly really low ranked was uh, the Ferrosphere Paint card, um, which is the you know if an enemy ship locks you, you can it gains a stress if it's if you're not in its bullseye. Um, so how many, that how many bad, points is that? Oh, I don't know. Uh, let me check that real quick. I think it's only like three points. It's six points. Six points. That's pretty high. Yeah. So, that, I mean, like that, it, it, things that dish out stress, we don't usually want to be cheap, right? Um, so so maybe maybe that'll stay where it's at. But there's a bunch of cards like that that are sort of at the bottom of the pile that if FFG takes the approach of like lack of use requires a point decrease. Um there's all kinds of weird... Like, Genius can't go below zero, but there's other stuff. Genius shouldn't be below zero. It shouldn't <laughs> Negative even, points for Genius. It shouldn't even be zero points. I know it's, it's like two points now, I think, but... Uh, yeah, it's outrageous, that, right? That card's way too good. Um, yeah. Like, even Dedicated, right? Which is like a brand new card. Like, no one's using that. And it's it's like three points, right? Um, well, I... Like, yeah, like, what about Treacherous? <laughs> Has anyone <laughs> seen that on the table yet? Yeah, I try like just scrolling up here, like you know, some of the force powers that aren't useful um, could could see a, a significant de- decrease, right? Like stuff like predictive shot. Like I, I even if that was stuff was really cheap, I don't know that people would run it. But there's there's got to be some sweet spot where people don't make that decision between I just want to force modify my dice or use this stupid card that's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so like maybe predictive shot and like brilliant evasion like brilliant evasion is already what two points um i could see some of that stuff moving slightly i mean uh, i'm surprised like battle meditation is 138 it just hasn't been used much right yeah i mean that's that's the main thing or um i always thought uh 136 magva yarrow crew was actually very good and it's 136 maybe once you well that's that's a situation where Maybe once the VCX hits hyper, that that becomes more relevant. And like, there's some cards which I hope FFG is sort of smart enough to look at it and know that like use is like we're we're all bad and dumb. So just because we're not using it doesn't mean it's 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 bad, <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, um, I guess yeah. There's only one use of Magva, and only two uses of Connor nets. Uh, oh god, well Connor nets are yeah, we not two. six points. That 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 could be cheaper. Um, like here's a random one, like Ezra Bridger Gunner. That's 18 points, right? <laughs> um, that adds a force charge. It does a whole bunch of terrible things. So like, as the VCX arrives, they could probably drop that. Oh, that's 
Do we think that's entering dangerous I, territory? Oh, yeah. I don't like I, none of this stuff. I want to really drop, but I'm just saying. Like we we last time they did a point adjustment, they were pretty damn aggressive. Yeah. For uh, some things. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. So let's move, move on. on to the least used ships. Do we want to start with uh, our speculations? Uh yeah, sure. So so I just. Like there's so many so many things that may or may not get adjusted, but I thought it'd be cool just to to list out stuff that like is over fifty percent likely to be increased up or down. Um, so I limited this to just hyperspace, but like for hyperspace, I think we could say with some confidence that the B wing and then the RZ two A wing are going to go up in cost in some way, right? Yeah, the A wings. If that doesn't go up in cost, I'll be shocked. Right, and then I like I kind of might put Tabson in that category too, but Tabson's a maybe, so we can probably move past that. Um, but oddly enough, like after that, there isn't really there's a whole bunch of stuff that I would I'd be willing to throw on the list, but that's me, right? Like I I can't say for sure whether or not it needs to increase. Like things like wedge, right? Wedge is crazy high performing in some capacity, but could they increase that just because of what Leia's doing? I don't know. Right. Uh, Kind of going into what I was talking about earlier was with these, sometimes these upgrades, if you nerf upgrades or decrease upgrades or increase them, like it really kind of affects certain ships in the way. And um, with Leia being that cheap, uh, it really does help the entire rebel faction in every way. But like, would you think that B-Wings benefit the most from them? Like maybe? Yeah, I mean, like, the, the B-Wing case is really more subtle of, like, 47 is too cheap for Braylon specifically, right? 49 might be mm-hmm. where it goes. Right? Like, that kind of deal. Um, like, Wedge is a case where it feels like it, it's a good ship, but how much higher than 52 are you really going to go? Um, it You can't punish the entire Rebel faction just because Leia has two points. Right, and maybe, like, going down with Leia was... To two points is way too low, but like it would be interesting to see if Leia goes up to maybe four points, and then if everything literally goes up a point or two, then it, that might be not death to the faction, but it might just be that complete, not even imbalance, but you know, whenever you talk about like when you hit 201 points and like you're just like, okay, that it is too good, sort of. I mean, like we always talk about how, um, the faction that's sort of operating at the top of the meta doesn't have that problem. Yeah. Whereas everything else does. So I, like, I, I think there's some like incremental increases to rebels that could happen without causing the whole faction to fall down. Um, which is fine. So like, as long as they keep it to like one or two points and nothing crazy. Right. Like, like go ahead, John. Yeah. I think the wedge was 52 points before the point adjustment. I think if we went back in a time machine to November or October, if someone had suggested increasing wedge, then I don't think anyone would have <laughs> you laughed at him. him. I would have yeah. laughed at myself. Yeah. Right. But I, I but think I, I, we're smarter now. <laughs> yeah. So like Braylon, if you like Braylon at 47, I mean, Garvin Dreyas is 47 and Braylon is so much better than Garvin. And like, Thane is 48, and Braylon's better than Thane. I mean, he could definitely go back up to 50. I think Tendum should be a little cheaper than Braylon, but... Sure, definitely. So Tendum could stay where he's at, but Braylon could definitely go back up to 50. 
Yeah, and as someone who fly flew flies Braylon a lot, I, he could go back up. Right, and I like everything we're talking about here. Is it just like hating on this stuff? It's just yeah. things that it, it's just useful at this stage in the the kind of wave because wave four is coming June sixth to like kind of speculate on this. So, and hey, hey, I, yeah. I could also see them. Um, so the U wing, I mean, the U wing does not exist in a second edition blister, right? They don't sell it, uh, so they could. Uh, rotate the u-wing out and if they rotated the u-wing out even if leia was two points her use would like fall dramatically i think they'll still increase leia but without the u-wing to carry her even though so that i know the it's been in there for a while but they just rotated the old u-wing pilots in so i'm not sure if that's any kind of indication that the U-Wing's here to stay for a while, or they were just like, oh, we were always meant to have these other U-Wing's pilots in hyperspace, we just forgot to add them. Which is perfectly possible. I think, like, if they're rotating ships out, they're more more likely to rotate a ship out that they're not selling in second edition form. So for Rebels, that would be the A, uh, I guess the A-Wing and the U-Wing. Oh, God. The the two Rebel ships I kind of like. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, it's fine. I mean, like the U-wing rotating out with the Reaper would almost make sense if other crew carriers were rotating in. Sure. I mean, yeah. with the, I guess with the Ghost and the Sheathapede coming, they could rotate the A-wing and U-wing oh, God. and put in the Ghost and Sheathapede. I want out, man. <laughs> if I, tra- if you start trading U-wings for Sheathapedes, like, because like, show me a Fen Rao that's that's no longer like, what is it, fifty-two points right now? Yeah, I think he's fifty. Oh man, get me off the ride <laughs> like that. I don't know about that, Chris. And you're definitely up in June. I see the B wing, the A wing, and Tavson. But where's Han in this list? Um, <laughs> you know, it's a good question. I honestly, if I were making this list, like based off my own decisions, Han would be on the list. I'm doing this based off of what I think, like Reddit is telling FFG to do. Sure. Um, I, I definitely think Han's going to... He's not going to stay there. He's definitely going to go up a little bit. Um, if not, he's going to get his modif- or his Alyssa slot taken away or something along those lines. Um, they might even up engine upgrade again, even though they just dis- uh, dropped it a little bit. Like That's something that they could boost back up because that three bank, one bank boost is yeah. crazy. So that they're... I would say there we're going to have some kind of modification to Han, whether it be okay. points or upgrades or one of his upgrades that really is a staple to him. What if they they could ro- if they rotated inertial dampeners out? Sure. Oh man, that's I actually never heard anyone recommend that like that, but because it's like it's not really as significant of a problem in hyperspace, so I, like I don't harp on it too much. But if they did that, that would be kind of a clean way of doing it. Is just drop illicit, drop not not drop the illicit, but just get rid of inertial. I, I like that, Jonathan. Yeah. Um, and then I, I I guess we shouldn't move on without me mentioning at least in passing that there are other really good ships in other factions that could potentially be addressed. Like like Vader could go up slightly, Suntir could potentially go up slightly, which would be like I, I would kind of understand it, but it also feel like they're re- reacting directly to you know the hyperspace meta that they created for themselves. Um, but, but either way, I don't have those in the definitely up category because I'm not sure. Like, Vader and Suntir could go up given what they're currently doing, but it doesn't feel like a slam dunk that they would. Yeah. It, it's... 
And then like Howl Runner and Iden, right? Like the best best two things in hyperspace imaginable, right? Still top of the meta that no one runs it, but um I, I can't imagine them going above forty points for either of those as well. Yeah, it's one of those things that you'll just have to wait and see. Um I, I couldn't imagine them increasing any of the tie LNs. I the generic TIE fighters are so shitty, it's like incredible sure like, right? and honestly i i really think the problem with the tie swarm is swarm tactics is pulling something up to a five so that could be something that they identified and swarm tactics is going up to five points instead uh, of three uh, yeah no that's a really good topic because i i have been in the opinion for a little while that swarm tactics number one shouldn't chain right and number two probably should be a little more expensive um but but like not much more um, but but the idea that you can actually stack it and like use two in a list to make more than one thing shoot at that initiative, it just that just seems off to me. Um, you you can make it something as simple as like it's one point per initiative to like five points for an i five seems okay. Like, yeah, people are probably like, why are we talking about this? But <laughs> I think swarm tactics like there are some cards which can get addressed even if they're not meta breaking, right? Like it's just refining the game we're playing, right? Yeah. Um, so, go ahead. No, just to change the topic briefly, do you think the generic arcs are too cheap? The the forty two point Republic the Republic arc? ones? Yeah, the forty two point one. I mean, yeah, like so when I first saw it, it, it seemed like ridiculously cheap. But then you then you look at Republic a little more closely, and it's like, oh yeah, it just like doesn't have any ships. Hmm. So they probably priced it based on the fact that the N one doesn't exist yet, and they haven't fully formed the faction yet. Um. But, but I, I agree. I mean, like, it feels cheap on paper compared to other things that are similar to it, right? There's no question about that. Um, but it might be, like, it might be correctly costed and what other things like it should be costed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, like, the most elaborate non-answer, but... Um, <laughs> you get the idea, right? Like, I, yeah. like I, there's, a, there's a certain... I feel like they didn't do, with this, do this with the Separatists outside of the Infiltrators, where they, they didn't intentionally undercost anything within separatists besides maul and dooku um and that that's kind of led to some cl- like glaring problems with the faction like they just they they priced vultures you know maybe perfectly or slightly above what they should be and they did the same thing with the uh the b22s whereas in republic they kind of were super aggressive or like hey, we'll make 25 point torrents which is kind of groundbreaking compared to other generics and they did the same thing with the arc mm-hmm um, yeah. So moving on to no, no, go no, ahead. Just real quick on that, the arc. I feel like it's something that like is there enough data to actually increase it? Other than like, is it something that really even needs an increase? I mean, the cut percentages on Republic are kind of crazy, um, and I I don't know how much of that is is just because of Jedi versus like the possibilities of some of this cheaper beef. Um, but but I I, I do feel like. You know, they 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 really are pretty unlikely to change points in either of the new factions, right? Yeah. Other than to do decreases to separatists, just would seem really unlikely for them to increase anything up before Republic really gets off the ground. Yeah, definitely. Good point. Even if it's already bossing the meta, right? Like both, ex- like hyperspace, it's it's doing really really well. Extended less so, but it's you know, it's it's absolutely been immediately good in in hyper. Yeah, no doubt. Cool. So definitely down. <laughs> um, this gets harder. I don't really know the answers to, to this, but it's just kind of speculating. Um, I think the the generic initiative one silencers will come down in cost. 
I also think Blackout will come down in cost. I don't think they'll touch the I4s or Kylo. Um, but, but like the, you know, that, that, that I think is something to look out for that they could do like a two point decrease to blackout, in which case you can staple trick shot to them or fanatical. And it just like that ship becomes dramatically more useful than he currently is. Um, the same is true for like recoil and Avenger. They, they could decrease those and they start to become a little bit more relevant and you don't look at them as being just first order test pilots as a better alternative. Um, so I, but this one is like, in my mind, this is definitely going to decrease, but I, I can imagine a lot of people don't share that opinion. Yeah. We're just going to say this opinion is bi- uh, biased. Um, <laughs> Correct. I love silencers, right? But I, but I do think the generic silencers, there's, there's something slightly off there. If you look at it, it's, it's the initiative ones are crazy high. And even the first order test pilots, even though they've had recent success, I, I'd be, I wouldn't be shocked to see a one point decrease. Sure. Oh, I just had to look up what Recoil and Avenger do. do. <laughs> yeah. Um, nothing crazy with these either, right? Like, I'm not talking about, like, uh, you know, fat turret level of decreases here. It's just, you know, minor stuff. I think the whole faction needs some help. So I think I could see that bringing the prices down. Possibly. I mean, so the only other thing within First Order that I can imagine them decreasing is uh, the First Order the TIE Fighters, which are all terrible. Um like Scorch and Midnight are the best of the bunch, and Midnight is barely used, even though it's a decent ship, but it just takes forever to kill anything. Um, and Scorch is, you know, it's it's just sort of useful, but at 35 points, I don't think they'll change it. Every other first order tie, I think you can expect a decrease to, um, which is neat. That opens up a lot of options. You know, if an Epsilon pilot, right now an Epsilon pilot is 28, and it's initiative one. So you look at a Torrent, which is 25, like at initiative two, um, that's going to change for sure. Yeah. Um, unless they're just not paying attention to it and don't care. But I could, I could see it going down to like 26 points, right? Maybe yeah. that, like that shield's pretty. <clears throat> I, I don't know if they ever want you to run eight. So yeah, 26 might be. It won't there, go to 25. Yeah. Because that shield definitely helps that one extra HP. Right. And, and like the, the three agility can go beast mode sometimes, right? So they have to factor that in. I get it. Right. Um, but but it's just that that's one that I feel like you could. The silencers are maybe a, like on the cusp of a point decrease somewhere. These tie FOs, I think you can put in the definite category. Sure. Um. So this next one, the Star Fortress. This is one of the ones that like like I said earlier. Like uh, this is I think a fine line of the upgrades are what's really killing it. Um. And, and, like, if you really... So what is the cheapest Star Fortress right now? <laughs> it's a dark path going down that. To, to tr- uh, so it's 58 points. 58 points. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, so don't even, start building bombers, though. No, 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 no. But, like like I said, I mean, like, if you have the right upgrades... Because, like, you don't want these things to be too cheap that, you know, you now have basically a 360-degree ship on the board... Um, that could be a troublesome, but it's really, I really want to say that it's the upgrades. Like, so even if they do drop these a little bit of points, if those upgrades aren't there, then we're, well, you know, yeah, they're still there. I'm with you. So, so let's just like the next one on the list is also the, it's the resistance YT 1300, right? Which you talked a little bit about in the last episode. So I, what you're saying about the upgrades is like, I kind of agree with you that that could happen. I don't want it to happen, but it could. So, but are you basically saying that like Rose, Han Solo crew, C three PO crew, 
all of that could come down in cost. It, and like like Ray Gunner. All right, so what, between the Star Fortress, they could do some things that could uh, help the Star Fortress without definitely uh, helping the 1300. Now, with the 1300, I, I think it's possible that they might drop some of the crew. I'm curious, though, if the 1300... Um, is that kind of like in the same spot that Dengar is in? That it could be something like we saw the atrocity that Ray Finn happened in first edition, and we don't want people to relive that. Uh yeah, it's a good question. So, so just for the listeners, right? I guess we can summarize the rankings of hyperspace lists. What's at or, or ships? What's at the bottom of that right now is worth throwing in at the moment. So I'll just read like there's 33 ships in hyperspace, right? Roughly. Number 25 is the TIFO. Then there's the B-22. Then the Star Viper. Star, the Star Fortress comes in at 28. The Escape Craft at 29. Then you get the Scum Falcon. Uh, the Mining Guild TIE, Z-95. And dead last is the Resistance uh, YT. Like, straight up just the least used. So, I, I don't know, like... It's weird, right? Because it's 80 points for Ray, and then the full buy-in to get the old 2.0 version of that is what? You have to do... How many points? You have to invest basically 10 points in defense. You're up to 90? Sure. How Like, 90 points is probably pretty close for that. I guess that total could be 80 points. You, you could see maybe a 10-point decrease to that in total. So, like, if Finn was 5 points and Ray came down to 75, do we push the panic button? Um, I don't. Probably I, not. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, like that's one of those things that like there was. It's still going to die. Like we're we're in yeah. that mode now that it's like it, it's we won't know until it happens. So, you know, like the thing that one point oh Ray, um, the, I always kind of respected it a tiny bit because it wanted to keep things in arc. Right. I hated the fact that when I dodged it, it still destroyed me anyways. And my opponent would complain. They'd be like, oh, like you arc dodged me and I don't get to do all my ray tricks. But <laughs> I, I guess I'll just dice. dice at you anyways. <laughs> like, you know, it was like that kind of thing was always so frustrating. Because it was like my success criteria was to still lose. Um, but, it, but it wasn't like of all of the turns, it still felt relatively like, like wholesome-ish. If I can say that, um, in two point it's like a totally different ball game because when you arc dodge it, you, you actually did. <laughs> you know, you don't take it. It's that that's a really significant change for the experience of playing against it. I guess it hits like a truck, right? Like if you get range one of that, it's going to do a huge amount of damage before it dies. It's going to take something with it, right? That's all still very good, um, but the counterplay is just so so direct. Um, there's got to be a price point though where this becomes like a meta staple and i i think it's somewhere closer to 80 with finn still there um like just imagine if like right now raise 80 points imagine if it just came with finn that's kind of what i'm describing sure yeah. yeah um and it could that could just be something that is very the meta right now that we're in is with all these high with the jedi with vader that it is very art dodgy and then or it can be art dodge pretty easily, and then that feels bad, and then you have ninety something, probably more than ninety points invested in this thing. That yeah, like right now, we, if you just take Finn, that's that's um, that's ninety points, sure. right? So so it's like it is going to die. Um, 
So I, like that's pro that's why people are shying away from it. Uh, I, I did a little bit of testing of Han, right? And just like it, it has to be mentioned that these things are i5 and i6. So like they that you might arc dodge them, but they're also arc dodging, right? Like I like the thing that st stands out to me about these is just how powerful that boost side arc is. I know I, I, I talk about this constantly, but it's still relevant to these two. Um, so some combination of upgrade, upgrade decreases is going to unlock them. I mean, what about the title? <laughs> I've never run it. I don't see a reason to. Um, just because, like, with Ray, you have the force charges. So whatever, right? Like, you slooped and that's it. Um I, maybe the title comes down significantly in cost. Right. What's that? Five, right? Yeah, now? it's five points. Oh god, yeah, that could probably come down. Um, and then, like, you look at Rose Tycho at nine. I'd be if they decrease that a ton, it just makes everything with crew and resistance a, a mini Tavson, right? Yeah. Um, it's hard to say. It, it's. Uh, I feel like the A wings will go up, and the YT will come come into the picture definitely i mean the resistance yt it just feels expensive compared to the rebel yt i mean to me i mean when you compare like stat lines and action bars and things like that it just feels well let's let's do that real quick like what's the actual changes right because it like han solo and rebel is 82 currently mm -hmm. and then ray is 80 han in resistance is 76 so it's like how, maybe how far off do you think they are? Maybe there, maybe FFG will call it five points. I mean, I feel like Rebel Rebel Han, like Rebel Han, is significantly better than Resistance Han, and I. But I do think they gave Ray a big um, discount for. I mean, usually that distance between a Force user and a non-Force user in the same chassis is much bigger than that distance between Han and Ray and Resistance. Like That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, if you compare, um, I don't know, like uh, Luke to Wedge, you know, like there's a well, like a ten point dis, like yeah, Wedge is I, yeah, so Wedge is I six, Luke is I five, and there's a ten point difference, and then same with, uh, and then so Han is I six, Ray is I five, and there's only a six point, uh, four point difference. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. Um, so Ray is cheaper than I would have expected compared to. Resistance Han, but I think Resistance Han compared to Rebel Han, he's like you don't get the value that you get from Rebel Han, like that the extra shields and then the rotate and then the bar and then the dial, the dial differences actually make a difference. Right. So we could see Han go up to like eighty six. So there's a ten point difference between the two, but it's it's hard to cross yeah. faction. Yeah. Um, e e either way, these things are so unplayed. I, it's definitely going to decrease. And that, that leads into the next one, which is a ship that doesn't exist in hyperspace yet, but is part of Wave 4, wave four um, the Decimator. So that that I feel like um, will probably get decreased further on the way in. It, this is one of the ones that I'm a little weary about, that um, maybe in extended it is needs a price decrease but in hyperspace it has to be very careful um just because it's the first like big turret that's coming to for the uh imperials and it might be a big staple that it just it doesn't need that big of a price decrease to begin with once it, you're in this limited card pool 
Right. And then I mean, it also adds, we're, we're going to get uh, Vader crew in like, like June. Right. Is it? <laughs> like it's, it's already in hyperspace though, right? Vader, Vader crew isn't yet. No. Um, no, I don't think so. No, right? he is. Is it? Yeah, because I yeah you could uh, fly him on the Reapers now. I, they added him in the last wave. Unless Yasby is. Yeah, no, now. you're totally right. Huh? I missed that. Well, that's that's just it's late. <laughs> yeah, no, but but yeah, the uh, like I said, the decimator I think is one of those things that. Um, all right, so how much is a base decimator right now? Well, not even a base decimator because we know everyone's going to be running. Rack low, we're not rack low, but rack. Um, so rack is coming in at eighty that, points. I'm, I'm sorry, but I straight up forgot Vader crew exists in Imperials because Vader's so important to run right now in hyperspace. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, because like, the only thing you really want to throw him on is like Vermeil, and other than that, you really can't do anything with him. Yeah, it's funny. So no, but but like going back to Rack, um, he's at eighty points right now, and you can throw Vader on him to be fourteen points, but like that's gonna be huge. Like maybe this drops a little bit, but I, I don't think it's something that needs to drop a lot. And I could be completely wrong, but like I said, this is something when you're throwing this kind of ship into this meta of hyperspace, it could warp some things. I, yeah, it's 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 such a hard ship to fit in lists, right? Like it's it's always felt really weird. But like, can you can you see a like can you build a list with Suntier and a Decimator right now? What's left over, right? I'll just do that real quick. So if I just put Rack and Suntier in a list, I have sixty eight points left over, which currently is enough to buy Vader. So I can actually fit Suntier, Vader, and Rack in a list right now at 197. But then all I'm buying is like hate or FCS on Vader. Sure. Um, so so, but if they if they decreased Rack by like a couple of points, that picks up hate potentially or Predator on Suntier. Uh, it's super light, but I'm with you. I, like it couldn't go too far below like 77 ish, um, unless there are other increases to the I6 pilots. Right, and I mean this thing's setting it at sixteen health points with a reinforce, so it's ugh, it's a little scary. I mean, like, I, I granted, five A wings would probably shred this thing alive, but um, yeah, it's it dies quick, um, and like every time people experiment with it, they come back disappointed. So, right, and, but like I said, I'm I'm curious if it's one of those things that it's sitting in an extended format or if it's just you know, it's, on that cusp of being great right. in hyperspace. I mean, what's great about that is someone can actually test that, right? Like you can just run sure. a decimator against some rebel, like, like hy hyperspace list right now. See what it does. Yeah. I mean, would you, uh, would you take rack? I don't know if his ability is as good in second edition as in first edition. Maybe the right choice is to take Oiken instead or just to, I, yeah, I like mods and i five, but mm -hmm. that that's that's all. I I don't know. I like Oiken. What there really there aren't very very many pilots. You get a patrol leader Oiken and Rack. That's it, right? Yeah. So uh, Ken Kirk is gone. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a card pack Vader pilot Rack or Vader pilot Decimator. 
<laughs> What's the, who's the one that uh, you can do the red uh, reinforce action? That's uh, Minister yeah. Tua. Okay, yeah, there it yeah, is. Yeah, like that's well, so like Minister Tua at seven. That's actually a good point because if they've reduced that significantly, that's a significant kind of set, like just like tangential buff to to decimators. Because if that thing's like three points, you just that's like auto include. Yeah, oh, yeah. that synergizes well with Rack's ability. It also makes Lando super scary, but whatever. The the fact that you could use Rack's ability and put that uh, reinforce token where you know you need to put it, like with Rack and Tua, like that. That. Oh, yeah. oh man, I feel like now lock. that we talk about that, I feel like that's gonna happen. No, I that bet should you happen. Some on the way. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's something to I would definitely look at, and like I said, that's something that like is on that fair line of like with Rack and Tua, like you're gonna have a lot of information, especially at being with Rack being at five, um, t- to pull off his shenanigans. Like that, yeah. those mods are just so good, and I like Rack can natively coordinate too, right? It's yeah. a red coordinate. It's a red coordinate. It's- so yeah, he doesn't even need to really do the reinforce action at the begin with. Throw tactical That's... officer on there, and then you're solid. Yeah, I, I start to believe in a decimator a lot more if there's a free reinforce action mixed in somewhere. Plus I mean, force charges. Granted, but... you have to be damaged to do it, but I mean, with four shields, you're probably going to be damaged, and zero agility, you're going to be damaged real soon. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> all right, let's try to move on now. Yeah, no problem. So I, I think we're pretty much done with this little list here, but I, the last two that we had on here were Z95s and the name Torrents, right? As almost definitely seeing a point decreases. Yeah, there's uh, as someone who's put Z95s on the table without like Drea or like so the regular ones are useless and the named ones have no place. Especially with so, like a good missile to so with the one Z95 for scum that can steal focus tokens from his friends. Like there's no point in doing it because there's no good missiles and Nidru it's, I think the high ship meta count, like it just doesn't fit very well. So, so Z 95s can, can drop. Um, I I still have vultures in the maybe category. I want them to be reduced in cost, but I don't believe that FFG will do that. I Um, think the title, the configuration needs to be a little bit reduced. Fair. Um, so we can wrap this up with just like I have one last thing I wanted to do, which was just what, what do you think is the lowest ranked extended ship? Extended ship? Yeah, just because it's kind of fun. Like what? What's the worst? According to Meadowing, what's the lowest ranked extended ship? Uh, Tie aggressor. Yeah, right on the money. What's what's uh, right above that? Uh, Seeks. No, you'll never get it. Um, uh, think, think Rorik. <laughs> the YT twenty four hundred. Oh, really? Yeah, at least at least is the way that I filtered this. So the bottom five, or I, I guess I'll expand it slightly. So it's it's uh there's sixty four ships total, right? Uh, and then from like fifty nine down, fifty nine is the decimator, sixties the Wookiee gunship, then the Z ninety five, then a regular Tie Fighter, the Tie the Rebel Tie Fighter, right? Okay. Um, mm, yeah. And then, and then it's YT twenty four hundred and an aggressor. So we know that FFG is actively thinking about extended and will point adjust ships in extended as well. I 
don't want Wookiees to decrease in cost, but they almost they probably will <laughs> for no reason. Uh, and then like it, it it just appears that the YT twenty four will come down in cost as well. I could see that. That's fine. Uh, I mean, they might not have decreased the YT twenty four hundred last time because of the whole that dash whatever stuff. But I yeah. can see it coming. Hey, like who cares? It's how much how much would they decrease it anyways? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I had. I I, I think uh, your jump master's at fifty seven out of sixty four. The jump master just put that title down to like three points. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh god the title is so worthless at eight points yeah um no. let's not get into that um jonathan do you have any pilots that you would think are going to be dropping oh um no i think all the name torrents should come down and cost i think that i'd like to see in republic to be able to see dedicated on the board, but you need to have generics that can take uh, that can take uh, talent slots, and the price differential between the cheapest generics and the ones that have EPTs are is just too much. And I I can imagine those coming down. One of the things about Torrance, like, and I know this is a little bit different, but um, like two dice primary attacks, like in general, like are still hurting. Like it's still attacking; they still get pushed through. Like. Um, I was flying Asajj the other night, which is hilarious. But like the amount of times that that side arc, that mobile arc, was just pushing through two dice attacks, like was crazy. So the torrents are like something that get overlooked, but I think they can still do damage, especially if they get that small point decrease. Yeah, it's 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 interesting how much more valuable torrents are than. Just a tie fighter um, with the same attack attack dice value. So, like oddball right is how many points is oddball right now? I think he's thirty eight, same as Lulo. Oh God, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's gonna that that that'll that has to come down. Great. All right. Um, uh, I don't know. Lots of torrents fan out torrent fans out there. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of those other things with uh, the one arc that can give them rerolls. Sinker. Sinker. Uh, that's something that might you know is like on that grounds of Drea that like you can't make them too low or you might be onto something crazy. Um. So I'll go into my bold prediction. Um, I, I got a feeling the fire sprays are coming back down. Uh, Boba, he might not have gotten that hit that hard, but at the same time, like, if you look at every single, like, the generic I think is fine, but every other single fire spray out there, like, Cat Scarlet, like, there's no reason she should be that high. Um, if we are talking that we might end up in this bomb meta coming up with all these, the hyena bombers and these new bombs... Iman might see some play, but I don't know. Like, I, I think this is one of those things that they increased Boba greatly and just needed to increase his toys. And with that being, like, Han Gunner and, like, the Marauder is fine uh, where it is, but it, it's 
with them increasing the it extended at least with the quad jumpers like they kind of like disabled his toys all around and i can't see i don't know if they'll necessarily decrease boba a lot but i could see all the other named fire sprays coming down so so let me get this straight you're gonna you think trajectory sim will come down in cost and fire sprays i'm not saying a lot but i think like like maybe cast uh, Iman, maybe not Iman, but Cass, oh, yeah. um, right. I-, I could see them dropping and like maybe Boba a point or two, if even, but I, I think, and I-, I don't think they'll touch the generic. Fair. Um, yeah, I like scum is p- performed so poorly that I'm anticipating a huge overreaction from FFG, like just to guarantee that it comes back. So could the fire spray be a part of that? Uh, They'd probably be super cautious about Boba. Yeah. But everything else is fair game. Everything else is 100% fair game. My other bold prediction is they're going to put a modification slot on the Fang Fighters. Wait, really? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, like, Afterburner Fang Fighters would be fun for, like, one game, and then I'd want it removed again. No, no, no. It's I, I'd be curious to see if they do anything to the Fang Fighters, because, like, the Fang Fighter is, like, that one ship that just... it feels so perfectly balanced yeah i can't imagine they'll change them they're just so close to perfect so it's okay all right um do we have anything else for this topic or do we want no, to i think that's on? it like we'll, we probably won't do too much more point speculation going forward right i just i thought it, hyperspace season is still going on for a lot of people it's just for us we're not prepping for tournaments right. anymore um, so I, I wanted to just kind of round out our conversation from last week with this because it's it's sort of like with the season over, we kind of have some results in front of us. And I, I know that I'm personally like I'm, I'm practicing Poe because I expect changes to resistance that allow Poe lists to exist. That's the, the main reason we, I wanted to even go over any of this stuff. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. All right. So I think we're running low on time. So we are going to save the hyena bomber preview you've probably looked at everything and are freaking out about different things so we're going to save that for a different episode um and just close out i hope you guys had fun listening to what our point speculation of what we're going to be doing um but going forward uh next week is going to mark our one year anniversary of the liberty squadron podcast so to help celebrate we're probably going to do like a little bit of a fun episode and we want you to submit questions to us. You can submit them at libertysquadronpodcast at gmail.com. You can do it on our Facebook page when we post this episode. Or if you are in the South Jersey, Philadelphia X-Wing community page, you can post it in there as well. And we will try to answer any questions. Uh, if there's any questions that we are remarkable, like, like really well, then we'll probably throw you some swag if we can. Um, and then going forward, we're probably going to switch back to our heavy meta analysis on like different tactics and uh, everything along those lines. I know I've got a couple things that I want to cover. I know Chris definitely has a couple things we want to cover. Um, so we'll start going back to that after our one-year anniversary show. Uh, other than that, just a couple of announcements. Patreon rewards. They are out this week. I literally have filled out all the envelopes and the Chad Grievous cards were actually a bit of a pain because you can't just throw them in a normal envelopes, but they are on their way. I should be putting them in the mailbox tomorrow morning. Uh, so look out for those. 
Uh, if you are a fan of the show and wish to sign up, you can go to patreon.com. We'll be mailing these out in the uh, to our new Patreons next month as well. Uh, so check that out. Events. Campaign Against Cancer is this weekend at a bunch of different locations. I think the East Coast Gamers event is sold out. It's May 18th, but I, if you are interested in going to that, I would contact Mike Bird there. He might have a drop or two that pops up, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, Nerdvana in Egg Harbor Township, May 25th. They are doing a... Um, do you know if this is extended, Jonathan? Or You know, I do not know. Okay, well, it's not even that far from them, but are from Philly. But if you are interested, it's about like an hour drive. They are planning on doing, if this gets a good turnout, they might do like a monthly tournament, which is pretty cool. Uh, so check that out. I believe they post that as well in the South Jersey Philadelphia X-Wing page. Um, and I think that will do it for this week's episode. So thanks, to everyone that is listening and get those questions in. I want to see some like fun ones. I want to see some serious ones and we will try to answer them next week on our podcast. All right, guys, have a good night.